0: I still recall from the books I read All the great empires built in my head But every year I raise one more I do it out and one dropped off But I'm, I'm still seeking to i
1: Another wizard episode of Seeking Tumness, The podcast where we re-examine the books that shaped our minds as youngsters On alternate episodes we read something written post-Potter And try not to sound too old judging it My name is Laurie and I'm joined by my fellow hosts The erudite Patrick Moon Hello (laughs) (laughs) The bombastic Bree Hello And the I'm not dead yet, I'm feeling better I think I'll go for a walk. Keith Rowe. I really am.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And now I've got Mr. Bombastic, Telly Badastic in my head.
1: And everybody else's. (laughs) You've learned the lyrics well. (laughs) This episode, we're taking shelter and trying to avoid the emotional bombs of Michelle Magorian's Goodnight, Mr. Tom. Did Patrick's choice hit a target or was it a dud? Let's find out. But first, a warning.
2: We are going to spoil the heck out of this novel. Though if you're a teenager in the 12 to 14-year-old age bracket, chances are you want this one to be spoiled because you're reading it at school. Not only that, you might want to quote us in your essay about Goodnight Mr Tom. Uh, However, for a slight twist on this week's spoiler and with absolutely no prior notice to my fellow hosts, do you have any favourite spoilers from novels or movies? And I've got a couple here just to sort of jog your memories. Uh... (laughs) If you spoil something I haven't seen or read or watched yet, you're in trouble. Is it Dumbledore dying? Is it, and I'm not going to spoil it, what Anna Karenina does? Is it the great Bruce Willis reveal in The Sixth Sense? Is it Tyler Durden, Kaiser Sose? Name your favourite spoiler. And a little bit more creative than Luke and Anakin, thanks.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Jeez. The Kaiser Sose one is freaking incredible. That's That's got to be one of the, the most classic spoilers floating around out there. I agree. Uh, I can't think of any. Is it the Ed Norton one in Primal Fear?
2: Oh, I don't know that one. I haven't seen Primal Fear.
0: Apart from that, I refuse to participate.
2: Aww. Oh, You're a good man, Ken. You
0: have moral standards.
2: What about you, Laurie? I think for me,
1: it was the, oh my gosh, I was wrong it was earth all along
0: i <laughs> finally made a monkey out of you
2: ah oh.
1: <laughs> <Indeed>. i've
0: actually <laughs> never i've never seen the original planet of the apes uh, and i saw oh. a i think i saw a clip from it on like one of those uh 10 to 1 f- amazing videos on youtube or whatever where they do like a countdown and they had the, the you know all the crazy scenes from movies and it had that reveal of uh, Charlton Heston like dropping to the sand and wallowing around And he is quite possibly the worst actor I have ever <laughs> seen portrayed on film in my life Like he's hes literally six-year-old me home video quality of acting <laughs> Where, you know, rolling around It was Earth all along <laughs> So you're saying Jason Mewes does it justice in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Yeah, probably <laughs>
1: You must have gone to the same school of acting as the child from the Goodnight Mr Tom movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you manage to see it?
1: I did. It's available, I don't know why, dodgily probably, it's available in full on YouTube. Uh, yeah,
2: that, I do have one last thing about me. spoilers. And it's basically justification for anybody out there who is a bit like me and quite enjoys the occasional uh, flip to the back of the book. According to an article that I read on Bustle.com, researchers at the University of California discovered that reading spoilers makes stories marginally better for readers. No. Patrick, you're
1: you're trained in this area. Are people that skip to the end of the book first (laughs) and read the end, are they certifiable?
0: I've got to say it's not my area of expertise, but my (laughs) immediate visceral reaction is yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) It's just insane. I can't imagine liking something more... Because of spoilers, although I have to admit, uh, last night, Laurie, after I was I was chatting to you about uh, the anime series Death Note, and there were some events that that popped up in that, and I confess to like jumping onto Wikipedia because I'm like, if this is what I think it is, I am almost compelled to stop watching the show <laughs> unless oh, unless no! there's a dramatic turnaround in, you know, <laughs> it was a trick all along. Uh, <laughs> it was it was that much of a blow to me, so in order to save myself some time, I felt like spoilers would be useful.
1: Oh no, and do you regret that choice
0: now? Uh no, I don't regret the choice. It set my expectations at a very low level and I'll probably carry on um regretfully and polish mm. off the series no know, knowing that it's a significant light has g- gone from it. No pun intended oh. and no indication <laughs> of the actual spoiler there.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, but but actually, like, habitually, reading spoilers, jump especially jumping to the end of the book, there's no way for you to pick up what has actually occurred to get to that point. You're just reading words on the page without any kind of clear, you know, indication of what's come before. I may have done it as a kid just to reassure myself in a scary book that the protagonist survived or something like that, but uh, no longer.
2: For me, it's not a habitual thing. It's more of a, this story's really not that great. Let me just find out who'd done it. And I'll move on.
0: Uh, That's where I go to Wikipedia. That's what I've done for several of the the books that we've read, i.e. Maze Runner and uh, the more recent one in Chicago that I've already forgotten the name of. (laughs) Uh, I just go to the Wikipedia, read the synopses. That does it for me. That scratches the itch and (laughs) I don't have to read the the three books then. For the
1: sequels, I hope you mean, not the actual reading of the book that we all... No, yeah, yeah. Over. Episode, yes? yeah,
0: for the sequels I, I read ah, yes. the books that we discuss I feel like my, my
1: Fear not, listener <laughs> I hope my
0: talking points aren't so shallow That they can be mistaken <laughs> Because I'm just read a freaking Wikipedia summary <laughs> I hope you at least go to the second or third page Of the Google search results <laughs> I liked the character Harry In Harry Potter Did, did he do some stuff, guys? Did he <laughs> you... <laughs>
1: I'm going to start <laughs> editing Wikipedia results for the next <laughs> books that we do and see if I can trip you up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, all my ratings are thoroughly informed, people. You can you can trust my word. It's the golden ticket.
1: <laughs> can I just make one last point on spoilers? I had a dear friend that once wore a T-shirt that was just, Loaded with spoilers. It must have been off one of those, you know, popular websites like uh, uh, something tease. What is it? Daily Tease or something? I can't remember.
0: I've, I've seen that shirt. It's um...
1: It's infuriating. <laughs> yes. Because I, I saw on there something that I intended to watch like fairly soon after seeing that. Well, soon. Relative to the time where I saw the T-shirt, and I was just so irritated because I immediately knew what happened in the movie just by seeing a few words. I wanted to rip it off and <laughs> shove it down his throat. So not a big fan.
0: There would have been violence here too because I I know it's it's on me and it's my own fault. But Anna Karenina has been on my to-read list for years and years and years, and I haven't I didn't gotten spoil it. To it So I oh, there that would have you, you were skating the fine line. It, it would have gotten nasty up in this bitch.
2: <laughs> I did not spoil it.
0: But now that you know there's a big spoiler, kind of, is that going to shape your reading of it? Oh, there's a big oh. spoiler in everything, isn't there? Mm. Like,
2: mm, there really. is. It should be, maybe. I could have talked about Gatsby as well. Like, you know, there's always uh, a spoiler.
1: Gatsby, more like Scatsby. That was the worst book ever. G-
2: Gatsby's
0: <laughs> great.
1: Mm
2: hmm.
0: <laughs> I l- I like your backup, Brie, actually. I enjoy that. Just the, the, the staunch sort of mm hmm.
2: I think you'll enjoy Anna Karenina, get to it
0: Yeah, I will read it when I have a life again
2: All right. warned
1: as you are, listeners Let's bravely soldier on to page one with a reading from Patrick
0: Moon My pages are actually uh, very short in this And I haven't, yeah, page one is about five lines So I might do page one and a half
1: Is that a physical copy?
0: Yeah, I've got a physical copy Oh, it's, it's a really nice one, actually <laughs> uh, Chapter 1, Meeting Yes, said Tom bluntly on opening the front door What do you want? A harassed middle-aged woman in a green coat and felt hat stood on his step He glanced at the armband on her sleeve She gave him an awkward smile I'm the billeting officer for this area, she began Oh yes, and what's that got to do with me? She flushed slightly Well, Mr... Mr... "'Oakley. Thomas Oakley.' "'Ah, thank you, Mr Oakley.' "'She paused and took a deep breath. "'Mr Oakley, with the declaration of war imminent, Tom waved his hand. "'I knows all that. Get to the point. What do you want?' "'He noticed a small boy at her side. "'It's him I've come about,' she said. "'I'm on my way to your village hall with the others.' "'What others?' "'She stepped to one side. "'Behind the large iron gate which stood at the end of the graveyard "'were a small group of children.' many of them were filthy and very poorly clad only a handful had a blazer or coat they all looked bewildered and exhausted one tiny dark-haired girl in the mid- in the front was hanging firmly onto a new teddy bear the woman touched the boy at her side and pushed him forward there's no need to tell me more said tom it's obligatory and it's for the war effort you're entitled to choose your child i know began the woman apologetically tom gave a snort but she continued His mother wants him to be with someone who's religious or near a church. She was quite adamant, said she would only let him be evacuated if he was. Was what? asked Tom impatiently. Near a church. Tom took a second look at the child. The boy was thin and sickly looking, pale with limp sandy hair and dull grey eyes. His name's Willie, said the woman. Willie, who had been staring at the ground, looked up. Round his neck, hanging from a piece of string, was a cardboard label. It read, William Beach. That's the first page and change from my antiquated physical copy.
1: It's been too long, Patrick. That was a pleasure. What did you think of it, Bree?
2: I quite like it. I really like the way that they've actually set the scene. So you know immediately that, well, you're in, in the Second World War, that you've got these evacuee children presumably being evacuated from London and you've got this kind of gruff older man who's being forced to take on this Young boy, and I'm curious to see what happens. I'm interested to see how he fares.
0: What about you, Laurie?
1: Yeah, I like the gruff too. And there's been quite a few books that I've read as a children. That uh, as a, as, a, as a children, <laughs> <laughs> there were many of me. They talk to each other all day long. As, <laughs> as Kill the parents, Laurie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, There were quite a few books that I read as a child That started with children fleeing the war And the ones that um, immediately spring to mind Are things like The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe And maybe The Silver Sword And potentially the one that ended up being a movie Or was just a movie that had young Batman in it Uh, What was that called? Young Batman, young Christian Bale Gets stuck in Singapore or somewhere
0: I have no no idea
1: Oh, really? It was excellent Empire of the Sun If you haven't seen that movie, you really need to But um, I digress So I was looking forward to it Gruff gruff old man, sickly looking boy Potentially a religious nutbag mother Which is realised later (laughs) (laughs) So far so good
0: I agree with all of that. This one went straight into the action very rapidly. I I r- rant about that every week in page one. It's my <laughs> pet topic about getting straight into the action. But this one, my head almost except for back. Harry Potter. Except for Harry Potter, I I picked, had read the synopsis or something like that, so I knew young Willy Beach was going to end up with Mister Tom as an evacuee. But they really they throw you on the doorstep immediately. Like here he is. Here's the start of the story, guys. Hit the ground running. Let's go. <laughs> yeah yeah that was it was good. after my initial sort of shock at being dumped in what I presumed was going to be a quarter or a third of the way through the book. i I enjoyed it. and it definitely definitely set a tone from the outset. What about you, Keith? Yeah, I think I'm conditioned now from hearing you say it so many times that uh, I'm looking for that immediate action or that that breaking straight into the story, and like you said, we got that here. So I was like, yeah, right on. <laughs> uh, when that happened uh, I was a little bit worried about um, you know Something that was maybe a little more quaint And a bit slower paced After some of the dystopian sort of stuff We've been reading lately But yeah, um, like the rest of you I was keen to read on Brilliant
1: Well, one page doesn't tell the whole story So let's hear slightly less than the remainder From Keith
0: <laughs> <clears throat> Now, this is a warning for just you three This might be horrible and not work at all, and none of you might get this in any way, shape or form. But, without further ado... The synopsis in tap dance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite at that point yet, but you might hope that I was after this. Now, this is a story all about how me life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became a son in the town of Little Ware. Well, in Deptford, London, born and raised, keeping quiet was how I spent most of me days, piping down, keeping chill, acting all cool, getting picked on by all the kids into my school. When a nasty guy who was up to no good started making trouble for me neighbourhood, he started up a fight and all the people got a scare. They said, kids, you're all off to get some country air. I said not much because oh, that was me play Mum sewed me in and set me on me way She told me to be good but not at all sweetly All she ever did was curse me and beat me In the country no being left in the lurch Straight to me new place next to a church Living with an old guy, Tom Oakley Looks pretty strong, hope he don't choke me Turns out he's nice, just a little obtuse The rest of them think he's a grumpy recluse Me saws and bumps under tender care Body and mind, I begin to repair. It's not just me who needs some fixin'. Mr Tom, you see, he's no good at mixin'. Once upon a time, he was married and expectin'. Forty years later, on his own, he's reflectin'. His dear young wife and newborn bay moved on from this world in a crippling way. Back on me school and his different strokes, they care all about us different folks. Sadly for me, even though I's now nine, they ask if I can read and I have to decline. Mr. Tom, kind fellow, recognises me pains. So on each and every night me reading he trains, tellin' stories and teaching the way of the letter, and before you know it, I is getting much better. With the bigger kids in me new class now's, what's even better is they ain't even cows. They shows me this scene not meant to offend. They call it plain old being a friend.
2: Let me just scroll oh my God. down. <laughs>
0: There's this one kid there, truth be told. Everything about him is marked out in bold. He talks a bit odd and his mouth is quite runny. If you ask him about it, he reckons he's punny. An artistic type, (laughs) they say it's a shame. Zach we call him, but Zacharias is his name. He's a Jewish boy, a performer by birth. As a friend, he's the cause of a great deal of mirth. It's all going swell when I gets me a letter. Mum's got a problem, she ain't getting better. So back I must go to Deptford, cursed. Tom's hard work at risk of being reversed. When I gets there, it's even worse than before. She beats me again and I fall to the floor. A baby she's had while I've been away. I wish I was back with mister Tom today. I won't spoil it all, but suffice to say, plenty of problems I faced before good came to pay. But all said and done, Will is my name. After coming to Little Wereworld, I've never been the same. Mister Tom Grizzly and hard as all nails, as a soft art and a love that me never fails. The road's not been easy, but at this point I'm glad because on this rough journey I've found me a dad. If Aww. anything, <laughs> I could say that this love was rare because it came with no strings from that lovable bear. I pulled up to the house in me fresh clothes of cotton. My best friend he's gone, but he's never forgotten. I looked at me kingdom, which now fits like a glove, to live with me dad in a house made of love. Oh.
2: The Fuck end. off, Keith. You just made me cry again. <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking oh brilliant.
1: <laughs> that's gotta be the best thing ever done on this podcast.
2: <laughs> oh that's gotta go up as like all of those lyrics.
0: <laughs> you got the origins of it, right? Oh uh, Yes. <laughs> okay, I wasn't
2: sure. <laughs> 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 oh, what a classic. I'm I'm just stunned. That was pretty good. Well done. I think we just end the show right now. That's it. There is nothing <laughs> yeah. more to be said. That was freaking brilliant. That's right, listeners. It's all downhill from here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Mm.
0: So I hope everyone caught the the general gist of the story. There, nine year old boy evacuated from London, turns up in the country with a grisly old. Uh, Person to take <laughs> care of him.
1: How <laughs> <you, it> <laughs> sort of many like?
0: Did you, were you cycling through some really like non-PC sort of things to call? <laughs> 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 what, what? No, I love uh, good old Mr. Tom. So I was looking for a kind way of saying he was a bit um, crusty on the outside, and yeah, he is rehabilitated there from what was a horrible abusive relationship with his mother, and. Unfortunately at one point he has to go back and yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it in more detail as we give our feelings for the book. But before we do that, Pat, why don't you tell us why you chose this? I will. And it's gonna be a very brief why I chose this section actually, because there there isn't really any reason I chose this. It was recommended to me and I saw a, a nice physical copy in the bookstore. It doesn't have a synopsis or anything on the back. It's just a a nice-looking book, and uh, came highly recommended. And so I thought, you know what? Let's just give this a a a try and see what happens. Especially as I've been accused in recent weeks of uh, masterminding very popular books to to sway the the (laughs) seeking tumness rating scale in my (laughs) favour. Uh, Cherry-picking,
1: I think <laughs> cherry the term was.
0: <laughs> Cherry-picking, high-quality Some books.
2: people might be a little jealous. Although
0: I, taking the hit for Brog the Stoop, I feel, um, gives me <laughs> some credit in that, <laughs> in that regard. But So I thought, you know what, let's do a book that I haven't read before. I don't know anything about it and go, go in and see what it's like because I, I'm interested in reading some new stuff as well for myself just based on... Or what I might otherwise be interested in reading, but haven't had the time to do, due to you know the rest of my life being a little bit insane lately. Uh, Seeking Tumnus gives me a good opportunity to explore some things uh, that I might not otherwise have. So, generally, that's books. it. And, oh, and I spoke to you guys too, and and Brie and Keith. I believe you guys have read it before on the school syllabus. Yes, Is that' right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Nineteen ninety three. Was the first book I had to read at school?
0: Did you guys remember it well when I brought it up, or were you? Was it sort of lost to the mist?
2: Extraordinarily well.
0: Oh, okay. I was quite
2: surprised to remember. Not, not I could like, I knew the storyline, but as I started reading, I was like, Oh, I know what's going to happen. Oh, I know what's going to happen. Oh dear, there's more. Oh gosh, I can <laughs> remember this. Oh dear. Some past and
0: trauma I, relived. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what about you, Keith? Yeah, my memory wasn't quite as vivid as Breeze, but I did remember the general, um, you know, the general plot in very uh, broad terms. So there was a lot of surprises along the way. Anyway, well, what did you think of it this time around? This was surprising in a way because I looked it up, and this is a children's book written by a first-time author in her mid-twenties. I I didn't remember the specifics of who had written it from my time in high school when when I looked at it as a twelve-year-old. So. It was surprising having read it that it was written by someone of that age but I think I read that her mother was a nurse during World War II so that does lend a bit of credibility to her writing because I thought it was quite um, well, it seemed to be quite well researched. But yeah, my thoughts on this book, I thought she did an excellent job throughout the book of capturing the events through the eyes of William. I also loved the character of Tom. We didn't really see the, the reasons for the reputation he'd built up in Little Wereworld but he certainly had a reputation as being a bit of a a cranky old um, recluse. So we saw that it was really an opportunity for both of them to escape from parts of their lives that had been very damaging and they did just that. I liked the way that Michelle Magorian didn't censor any aspects of the story. For a book that's for children, I thought it was quite brave in that respect and it was pretty confronting at times as a result. So I'm interested to hear how Brie felt about some of the things that happened in the book because it was pretty full on. That crossed my mind as well when I was reading it. It's sort of my go-to now when there are traumatic events in a book. I think, <laughs> oh, my God, poor Brie. Yeah. <laughs> how is Bree going to cope?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. She hugs her children a little bit closer at night. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was pretty, pretty full on. I don't know if we'll mention it specifically, but if we do, then I'll probably level my thoughts on that part. Uh, ultimately, though, it didn't feel like my feelings were being taken advantage of, which for me is the mark of a very good book. Your feelings, you feel everything that happens in the book, but it doesn't feel um, exploitative at all. Uh, The main reason for that, I think, is it seemed to hit each storytelling beat at just about the right time without being really predictable. There was a continual feeling of impending terror at the hands of World War II, but right up until the point where that was realised, I couldn't confidently say how it would manifest. And that's someone who's read the book, albeit albeit a long time ago. Uh, The way that that did culminate was pretty damn painful, Um, but I suppose it tells a pretty accurate story of the senseless loss of life that comes with wars. I can really recommend this book, and I think it has a really broad appeal. It's written for children, obviously, but the story shines, I think, beyond the unsophisticated writing. Because it's genuine and heartfelt, it's the kind of book that could easily be a comfort read for someone, despite the discomfort that several of the scenes (laughs) (laughs) cause. Patrick, what did you think? I absolutely loved it. This was for me as near as can be to a perfect book I think I, I got into it so much and after the, those initial scenes I guess I had some hesitance in thinking is this going to be a little bit you know par- parochial or out in the countryside these vague sort of religious instructions cropping up early on in the piece and it it became so much more as the book unfolded and it didn't shy away from some intense, themes it, it wasn't what could have easily been a simple feel-good country fairy tale piece it was it, hard-hitting in that it. It, it covered abuse from the get-go the character of Will ha- had been sort of systematically abused by his mother over the course of years he was an absolute sort of wretch of a child when presented on Tom's door and gradually over the course of months he became as you said, I think, earlier on, Keith, rehabilitated by his sojourn in the country away from the the potential blitz in London. And it was beautiful seeing that relationship develop between the, the man and the boy. It was incredibly believable and incredibly powerful. And when Will was called away again to go back to London to be with his abusive mother, I I felt just, you know...
2: Like you wanted to put the book in the freezer.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I wanted to put the book in the freezer. It was <laughs> it was horrific. It was you know, you you become so invested in the relationship that these two characters have and it's just gorgeous. And we've talked a few times uh, on the podcast about various books and who shed a tear and who didn't um, I'm generally fairly conservative with these things I don't become particularly moved particularly easily by books in particular Maybe movies a little bit more readily But in any event, I absolutely wept reading this book It was yeah. like a, a punch to the centre of your emotional Core At times The horrific events that Will has to Live through being, the, called, being Called back to London Being abused by his mother once again After being well shot of her Being Abused horrifically and during the death Of his younger sibling who he didn't realise He had at that point and ultimately losing His best friend in the Blitz Was awful But it Told gorgeous wonderful story where he became something else through those aversive events he he became and and it was a real coming of age it felt like the the kind of coming of age that exists in the real world and not and not in fiction because he had to endure horrible horrible stuff it wasn't just overcoming a, a trial or a challenge of wizarding or magic or anything like that. It was the real shitty nature of the world and realising that your your childhood can't sort of stick around forever. It was just beautiful. I absolutely loved it. Uh, what about you,
1: Laurie? I think I'll echo your thoughts quite a bit, Patrick, but I don't know, I was convinced when I started reading Goodnight Mr Tom That this was in fact written in or around the time of the Second World War The, the author thoroughly and convincingly transported me back to 1939 The setting, the characters and their attitudes And particularly the vernacular of the countryside folk um, It was just splendid Three quarters of the way through the book I discovered that it was in fact written in the early 80s And I was pretty impressed
0: It did have that really nice bucolic sort of feel. It was the countryside. It had me yearning to go, you know, park myself on a farm somewhere and, you know, like (laughs) dig flower beds. on your wellies? (laughs) Yeah. I was so engrossed by that.
2: It reminded me of the best of Enid Blyton. Oh, God.
0: She wishes.
1: (laughs) Enid
2: Enid has
0: me uh, going to the countryside so that nobody hears the gunshot as I kill myself (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, Now, given that this book was written in 1981 My theory that this book was inspired by Stephen King's 1987 psychological horror Misery (laughs) Was well off
2: Perhaps vice versa
1: yeah, exactly, he might have been the benefactor of forerunners such as Goodnight Mr Tom The book was, well it was a bit of a pressure cooker, wasn't it? You're presented with this terrified little boy who's almost, who is almost afraid to breathe too loudly for fear of a beating And you see this cranky old git of a man reluctantly take him in Where it goes next I thought was fairly predictable But it was nonetheless pleasant to see the village crank reveal a heart of gold and a troubled child begin to relax, trust and begin to enjoy his new life. Mr Tom's patience and concern was restrained enough not to be too sickly sweet and just warm enough to earn your respect.
0: Particularly when you learn his backstory, I think it becomes more uh, understandable the way he treats Will.
1: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. But it's all set up for a sucker punch for the return to London, isn't it? I was pretty shocked by what I was reading. His mother beating him, locking him in a cupboard with a soon-to-be-dead baby and ranting religious bile at him was pretty strong stuff.
0: It was full on. And Mm. I think it's because of what you said earlier there, that you have this classic sort of story of, you know, gruff old man meets young child. They develop a sort of bond and each Takes the hard edges off the other, I suppose, in some way. It's a story that's well-worn and it's a story that comes out all the time.
1: Right, and you expect happily ever after.
0: Yeah, and the rug just gets pulled the fuck out from underneath you because it is yes. <laughs> it is seriously messed up what what yeah. happens when mm. he goes back to London.
2: It's torturous hearing that she's also, she sews him into his clothes and she sews his um, Sews his vest to his in, underpants. Yeah, mm. it's just...
0: Yeah, I cool. looked that up, but That that was kind of a done thing, apparently There's not a lot of information about it, but I just don't understand how that worked
1: Mr Tom and company finding him half dead, clinging protectively to a corpse and covered in his own filth Locked wow. under the stairs mm. and chained to uh. a pipe
0: or something like that it's, it's, yeah. it's, It is really Silence of the Lambs slash Misery, it is horrific And he's an, yeah. he's a nine-year-old boy at this point mm. Mm. Yeah, in a children's book <laughs>
1: On the one hand, I respected the author for taking it to that level Because who the hell does that? (laughs) It was totally left field Much darker than just And I can't believe I'm just saying just Than just the violent physical abuse that I thought was coming On the other hand, I cringed the whole time I resented the complete and utter relapse of young Willie Into such a catatonic state After he'd made so much progress But of course, that was entirely the point. Of course, I didn't like it, but I really respected Magorian's boldness. The rest of the book played out a little bit slower than I I would have liked, and I'm not sure that Megorian hit the target with the last line, which I really think was deserving of just a little bit more punch. But I liked the trip away. I needed Willy to recover, and I was grateful that Willy was able to accept Zack's death and find a way to absorb that Vibrant personality that Zach had into his own And become a more complete person
0: mm.
1: I'm not sure about the sequel though
0: There's a sequel?
1: Yeah
2: Have, have you seen the synopsis?
1: Oh, I ha- no. haven't
2: I haven't read yeah. Wikipedia
0: I don't know if I want to I don't, it's, <laughs> Hang on, let me This is one of those things it. where it doesn't need a sequel There is no, no call do whatsoever it. for a sequel mm. it, it stands Agreed. alone so beautifully
1: I'm going to read you the synopsis Is that okay? Yeah, go for it Alright It's not the full story But <clears throat> with a troubled childhood long behind him William Beach has found happiness And lives a contented life with his wife and child Despite his youth He has become a popular artist Amongst the recovering London upper crust Affording him some financial comfort. And not even the peculiarities his eight-year-old son displays can dampen his spirits. When a letter from William's dead mother arrives, drenched in the blood of his missing wife, it is the beginning of a dark chain of events that begin to tear at the edges of his sanity. When he realises the letter's hand is his Willie Junior, he must choose between madness and love. Good night, Mr. Tom 2, son of a beach.
2: What? That sounds awful. Why would you?
0: Surely you made that up. It's like, you just, like you just made it Son up. Son of a bitch! <laughs> You're a wanker. That's so, so bad. Just just preying on us in our emotional state. But it was so bad that it was believable.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: I thought it sounded like increasingly like a bizarre cash grab, but yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Next thing they were going to be coming out of, what is it? Pools of their own urine or something? Yes. <laughs> Brog two. Brog two. Oh, Except frog two is an
0: actual thing. So. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> and that's actually right. what happens, isn't it? Uh, silliness aside, <laughs> Brianna,
0: what did you think? You're still a prat. I'll just jump in because you said it. Sorry, Brie. Okay. Yeah, just I agree with your uh, comments about the last line because there were some lines earlier in in the story that were just perfect, and there were some of the tear jerking moments, and one moment in particular after a pretty uh, pretty full on party, where suddenly he just vomits everywhere (laughs) was in particular made me laugh out loud for quite some time. Uh, So yeah, that was. A bit weak, the ending, I agree. Sorry, Brie.
2: What was the last line?
0: Uh, Dad, I'm oh. growing. Yes. That's oh,
2: it. Yeah, okay.
1: Hm. He notes the peg on the wall.
0: was a little bit on the nose.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but that whole ending section, I actually really liked. This, you know, I was going to say Laurie, but Willy, William teaching himself to ride Zach's bike and feeling that freedom and, you know, wearing his clothes and throwing himself at life, this sort of zest for life that he's gained from his friend. I just found that entire end passage a beautiful, beautiful way to end it, given you get yet another slap in the face for this poor kid after all he's been through, all of the horrific abuse which we've discussed, and you find out that his best friend is killed in, like, the Blitz. Like, it's just slap, 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 and he's got to deal with this thing with this thing again. I just
0: mm. yeah
2: I did
1: fear at that point that he'd actually started to lose group on sanity because he he sort of started having visions of Zach and I yeah. thought, oh no, where's the author going?
0: He <laughs> <laughs> was a pretty resilient little kid, but I agree with you, mm-hmm. Brie. I, I like the way that they that she did that. Whole end section I enjoyed it I didn't have any problems With the pace Or anything like that Mm. And it was nice That initially He kind of embraced That concept of Zach Being here with him That he could Sort of talk to Zach He could ask Zach For his opinion Despite Zach having Recently died But as time wore on A little bit He kind of Integrated those elements of Zach more into his own personality, and he began to realize, you know, it's not that Zach's here; it's that, you know, Zach has influenced me in a certain way, and so I'm yeah. carrying my memories and things of Zach. And it was this maturation process that kind of ended up in a very adult view of grief and and death, and watching those stages so delicately and beautifully written was uh, just lovely. That was well said.
2: Well, yeah, really well said. I agree.
0: Yeah, because that's exactly what it was, but it still had that awkward last line, which was like a reverse of the some of the maturation that you just talked about. But anyway, mm. I guess he still was a ten-year-old boy.
2: They should have ended with "Yippee, Calou, Calais." <laughs> to Laurie's point about resenting William for his inability to stand up to his mother when he sent back to London, I think.
0: Did Did, did you say that, Laurie?
1: I absolutely did not say that. You did? <laughs> I think he resented no, no, the fact that
0: he was sort of knocked back several pegs from where he'd been after all the hard work. Yeah, exa- put in. Yeah,
1: exactly. I resented the fact that the author was doing that, but I appreciated the author's boldness in doing yeah. so, I guess.
2: I guess for me that kind of standard quite true because kids just want to please their mothers, really. Like they just want to be loved by them. They will do anything for them. So it kind of... Yeah, anyway, it didn't bother me so much.
0: Those are some of the hardest pages to read in the book for me, those pages where That was, whole
2: thing, yeah.
0: He reverted to type with his mother. You've become invested in Willie's recovery at that point and yes. you've started to see that growth and then the author throws this curveball at you where it's hey, let's let's go back to square one. Let's take all of the things that you've become attached to, all the things that you've begun to enjoy about Mr. Tom about the the werewolf kind of environment and let's watch this abusive, horrible woman spit on all of them and destroy them and tear them to pieces. It's and then harrowing. let's
2: find the nineteen forties psycho what do you call it, psychologists or psychiatrists of the time trying to keep him
0: institutionalized.
2: Yeah. And, you know, drugged up. That really bugged me as well. And I was literally cheering for Mr Oakley, Tom Oakley, when he comes and just grabs him out of his bed and takes him home to Little Weirworld. That for me was uh, this amazing strength of character.
0: Mm, the Great Escape.
2: I hope that psychologists have come a long way since that time.
0: Well, there was a, a redemption for psychologists with the second guy who you know could see straight realistic. away that yep. living with Tom was the best place for. I was for happy to, be. to see that too, and I think that's something that has been an issue with psychology. Not only in the 1940s, but even probably at the time that Magorian was writing this Is a lack of insight into people's own resilience and people's own ability to move past traumatic experiences A lack of um, trust in people's own self-efficacy and their own And it's only sort of in more recent years that that's kind of started to turn around in psychology So props to her for at least giving a nod to that in the the later psychologist (laughs) or psychiatrist after the first one was an absolute Uh, prat.
2: I mean, you've said it well, we've all said it, it. There's just so many themes that are covered in this that you'd think that, you know, it would have to be a book that would take days to read, but it's actually like a reasonable length and I found that I just devoured it. And I don't remember feeling quite so emotional when I read it in 1993, but I certainly cried at, oh gosh, not every page, but, you know, at many of the pages. Certainly the moment when you hear of this dead infant that William's cold arms have to be pried open to let her out. I mean, that's his sister and his mother has left her with, left him with this child that he's got... Absolutely no ability to keep alive and you, you just – the abject cruelty of that is heart-wrenching. Like I, I just – it kills me and I know that there is mm. abuse right through society but I, I just uh, – reading it, it kills you. Like it just makes you feel ill. It makes me feel sick. And then they kill off Zach and you cry again. <laughs> and I just, oh, bang, bang, bang. You're just getting it from every angle.
0: There were some tears of happiness in there though.
2: Which, Where did you cry tears of happiness?
0: <laughs> the moment where Will tells Tom yeah. that he loves him was yeah, one that was particularly beautiful. strong one for me.
2: So basically I loved it. I couldn't put it down. I remember loving it 23 years ago. 23? Yes, approximately. I loved it. What was the movie like? I thought John Thor as
1: Mr Tom was pretty close to how he looked in my imagination And he was pretty decent as an actor, I thought I also liked the beautiful countryside, like that English countryside It was just gorgeous and The little, the little village in which they lived was just quaint and old stone And little bushes and gardens It just looked amazing it Makes me want to visit the UK desperately And, and the costumes were excellent Excellent Things that I didn't like, the wooden acting for Little Willie. It's sort of one of those child actor scenarios where you don't get a good one, so it's a bit stilted.
0: It'd be a pretty incredibly hard role to act well, I think. Yeah, I guess so. It's a pretty trying um, set of emotions you need to display.
1: Yeah. I I can only imagine maybe, like, the kid from The Sixth Sense or someone like that. Like, he could have pulled it off. Enough watery eyes and stuff. Um, <laughs> Willie didn't really look sick enough at the beginning You know, you don't know, have an issue with children Not looking sick enough in movies <laughs> <laughs> They never get it
0: quite right, do no, they? No,
1: no They needed a bit more vomit And the mum wasn't evil enough She didn't really Like she was nasty and violent But she, she didn't have that hint of evil That I thought the book portrayed I think it would have worked better As like a series. And maybe it was. The version I watched on uh, YouTube seemed to be a complete movie, but I think maybe a series that would have run a bit longer than two hours uh, might have been able to express the nuances of the book a little bit better. You don't really get a sense of the relationship between Willie and Zach, for example, or any of the other kids. He sort of comes in, they make friends, and he pops in to visit him when he gets back from London, and then he dies. And... Willie jumps on his bike and sort of rides down a hill, but it's it's very, very abbreviated. So you don't get to appreciate the nuance of that sort of relationship, which is a bit disappointing. But, uh, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't, you know, it was probably a five or a six out of a ten. I guess it's time for Scoring With Me. I take off
0: my <laughs> robe and wizard hat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um <whew>. uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit flustered now, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> one to five. One being you hated it, five being you loved it. The Goodreads sort of scale. But let's go. One croaked babbage, weird, gross, and a little bit of a stinker.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> one red hot poker, threatens to be a bit interesting, but doesn't leave a lasting impression. Was that two? Yep. Three, Sammy. Daunting at first, but soon a good friend that doesn't die before the end. Zacharias Wrench, bright, bold, and a comfort in troubled times for number four. Or number five, Mr. Tom, heroic with a magnificent depth of character and resting love from the most difficult of places. Patrick? Patrick? It was definitely a five for me. It
0: hit all the right marks and left me an absolute emotional mess, which gives it points, strangely.
2: Bree? Five stars for me too. Keith?
0: Yeah, how can it not be Mr Tom? It's a five here also.
2: Ooh, okay.
1: I'm I'm going to go a little bit lower. I think it was the Zacharias wrench for me. It dragged on a little bit at the end, but I did enjoy it and I really respected the author's bold use of horror in this children's book <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's yeah a... I think of all the books we've read this is really the most confronting
1: even more than the, uh, the book of lost the things Connolly yeah 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 because definitely. it's
2: real it's because you can actually imagine that this happens still
1: exactly oh there we go so that what was that three fives and a four pretty good cherry picker you've done it again Patrick
0: you can rely on me to bring the harrowing reads. I need to um, sip from the elixir That you're choosing your books with (laughs) My next one's misery
1: When are we going to do Goodnight Mr Tom 2 Son of a Beach (laughs) As soon as you're (laughs) right Next episode We're back on Hang on Is there any more sections?
0: Uh, Just a section where we say We've been going for a year now So well done us
1: 12 months Thanks all for listening We love you all Thank you so much for, for, for listening and especially those that contribute and give us feedback on Facebook. We uh, love to know you're out there, but, uh, yeah, we've had good fun, I think. Next episode, we're back on home soil, far from the horrors of disturbed mothers, the Second World War, and dead children, and to something that I expect to be altogether more perilous. Back in high school with a teenage girl in Alice Pung's Lorinda. Until then, if you're locked in the cupboard beneath the stairs... And a cruel parental figure awaits on the other side, then hope to hell your Harry Potter and keep reading.
0: Listen to that fun. (laughs) (laughs) Party time